today on the Rita Made Me Do It show. Would you like to learn how I manifested $1,000 in a little under a day? Does that sound good right about now? (laughs) I think that sounds good like every day. (laughs) Or how I manifested becoming fully booked with a waiting list in my coaching business. Or how I manifested consistent $20,000 months. Or even better, how you can manifest whatever your goals are. Remember those things called goals? (laughs) Those things that you had at the beginning of 2020 when the world was bright and like promise abounded? Those things that like shone brightly in your world and then you were making progress on them, big progress, all the way through quarter one. And then thing. (laughs) That thing that won't be named, although we're totally going to name it because there's no way I can go a whole episode and remember that I said I wasn't going to name it. COVID-19 hit and the world changed overnight. It definitely threw all your plans for 2020 out the window. It created havoc and uncertainty and all kinds of emotions and just everything that I've talked about in the past episodes. So go back about three or four episodes and listen to those. That's everything that happened. And you might be sitting there saying to yourself, like, oh, man, 2020 is lost. And the reason that I know that you might and that there's a high probability that you're sitting there saying that to yourself is because I'm seeing it every time I go anywhere online, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, Yeah, I go on Twitter sometimes. Um, You wouldn't know it from my Twitter account. Um, But you're seeing it in the news. You're seeing it in all, you know, just like, so 2020 is gone. Like you've lost 2020, right? 2020, you had such a bright promise, but now I'm setting goals for 2021, right? Like it's a joke, but there's a little bit of truth in it when people are sharing it. And I just want to say, don't fall for that. Don't fall for that. That's not a real story. You have not lost 2020. It's here right now. It's April 18th, 2020. 2020 is still spinning all around us like it always does. You haven't lost it. And in fact, now, now is the time to regain your focus on it. Now is the time to kind of get back into control of your 2020, to reset the goals that you had so that you can start manifesting the results that you want. So I don't want you to give up. In fact, I'm not going to co-sign on it. If you're my client, I'm definitely not letting you get up, nor do I think you really want to. But even if I meet you out and about or I'm talking to you in my group, like I'm not letting any of you give up on your 2020. Likewise, like I've said in these past episodes, you also don't have to go all in, right? You don't have to put the foot on the pedal and hit the gas to the metal. Is that like a real thing? You don't have to go like with that full focus on only that and work all the time to reach your goals. There's that middle ground, which I talked about two episodes ago, on how you can do it all in a way that helps you reach your goals while still feeling good to you and supports the current situation that you're in, whatever that situation is for you. In fact, feeling good, as you're going to hear in this episode, is a requirement for being able to manifest whatever results that you want. But the reason that you need to start now, the reason that you need to do it now is because what you do now shows up 90 days from now. And I talked about this, I think it was two episodes ago, right? But think about it in terms of working out. If I start working out and I start working out with a strategy and consistently, right? We're not talking about like like it's been, <laughs> like a flash in the pan. Oh, I think I'm gonna get up and do some jumping jacks, right? But I'm talking about like if I have a strategy, I have a goal, 
and I start working the strategy to reach that goal, the real results from the work that I'm doing now are going to be apparent in 90 days. Yeah, like they're going to be little incremental changes, but the real impact is going to be 90 days from now. And the same is true in your business. So like I said, when I'm recording this, it's April 18th. And that puts us where? July 18th, right? Almost at the end of quarter two, let's say the end of quarter two is 90 days from now because we're only 18 days into the second quarter. So where do you want things in your business to be or in your life by the end of July? Well, whatever that is, you need to start it now. If you wait to start it in July, that's okay too. Like I said, it's got to be intentional. If that's a choice that you're making, that's totally fine. But you have to do it knowing then that your results aren't going to show up until three months from then, right? Which would be the end of October, beginning of November. So assuming that you want some results showing, whatever those are, in July, by the end of July, by the end of the second quarter, you have to start now. In fact, right, the buzz right now is all about reopening America. And it's not relevant for this purpose. I mean, it's relevant in life, but it's not relevant for this. Whether you believe this is the right time to do it or what plan you think we should follow to do it, the fact is that it's being talked about. We are moving to the other side of COVID-19, at least in terms of our conversation and what is going on in the world. In Virginia, where I live, We have a stay-at-home order through June 10th, but in the latest kind of governor update that he does, he came out and said, but, you know, that might be lifted earlier depending on what happens. So we really need to get clear right now on what you want to achieve by the end of quarter two. And don't let the fact that we're already in it dissuade you from doing that. Again, go back to like the nutrition and exercise. I always go to this. Maybe I'm coaching myself on this a little bit as I talk about it. But it's like, um, I mean, we've all been there before with diets, maybe not all of us, but a good number of us. And we'll have like a eating plan that we want to follow. And then we'll have a night where we go off the eating plan. When I was in Weight Watchers, um, Amanda, who is uh, the one of the best leaders ever in Centerville. Amanda, if you're listening to this, hi, I miss you. Um, but Amanda was like, it's like black holing it, right? It's like you eat a cookie and then suddenly you're like, well, I blew my plans. So I might as well just like keep on eating all the bad stuff. And then you're just going to keep on going and you might not ever get back on to plan, right? Like that whole black hole for however long it lasts. Well, just because we're 18 days into quarter two doesn't mean you've lost quarter two. It's not like this black hole that's going to suck up quarter two. Just like in the eating, it's like, oh, I lost a night. That doesn't mean for the next three months I need to just keep eating bad. No, I can totally just recalculate and start again. And that's what we need to do here. It is totally possible to achieve the goals that you set with the time that still remains, with the time that still remains for the year, but also with the time that still remains for quarter two. So let's get clear on those goals. Let's create a plan to achieve them. And then let's manifest those results. And maybe you believe in manifestation. Maybe you're a little bit of a skeptic. Either way, I know that by the time you end this, you're going to know exactly how, and you're going to feel really good about your ability to manifest those results. So how do you do it? Well, in this episode, I'm going to tell you three results, the three results that I talked about, how I made $1,000 in less than 24 hours, how I got to consistent 20K months, and how I became fully booked with a waiting list all through manifestation. But what I'm going to do is take you step-by-step through my manifestation process, 
using the $1,000 example on this episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita I've, I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. Today, I am back to pairing my episode with wine, and the wine today is so perfect. It is so delicious. I can't believe I had this bottle on hand. I actually went looking through my wine collection to say I I thought I had one that was perfect, and, and it was. This is called Manifest Destiny. It's a Pinot Noir by Retour Wines, and it's a wine that's made in Oregon, the Willamette Valley, which is just, oh the best Pinots ever, guys, come from this region of Oregon. You've got to just any Pinot Noir that you see from there is amazing. But this one is incredible. It is really light. It is smooth. It's got a little hint of pepper. And when I drink it, it really does remind me of what I think manifesting is all about. And the description of the wine is also perfect. It it says that this wine is about leaping forward, taking a risk, achieving your full potential, and celebrating independence. In fact, it was named as a tribute. The owner of the Retour Wines, Lindsay, one of the winemakers and owners, um, her ancestors crossed the Oregon Trail and were kind of pivotal in forming the Willamette Valley. And so this is like a tribute to them. And it's just perfect for our conversation today. So before we start manifesting, let's talk about what manifestation really is. Now, we went into this in detail back in episode 33 with Corey, but here's a really, really brief explanation of what manifestation is. It's basically bringing what's internal and making it external. So it's turning thoughts into things. Now, here is where people start getting skeptical. And unfortunately, it has a lot to do with, I believe, some of the documentaries like The Secret and some other things that are out there uh, that I don't think fully explain the law of attraction, or at least don't explain it well, don't explain manifestation well, and make it sound super woo and not practical at all. And I believe that it's kind of a combination of both of those things. Um, But Again, the I, the concept of manifestation is creating externally what's happening internally, right? So it, it turns into something, whatever's happening inside. I'm sure you've heard that before. Thoughts become things or your thoughts lead to your feelings, which create your actions, which bring about your results. And I want to highlight that key word in there, guys, actions. And that's what we're going to talk about today, how it all works together. But those thoughts, right, becoming things. It's not like I'm just thinking of $1,000 and suddenly I'm going to open my eyes and $1,000 is here on my desk, right? I would really love if that was true, 
that's not how it happens, right? So it goes back to the idea that if I'm thinking about $1,000 and making $1,000 and bringing in $1,000 and then aligning my feelings and like really getting clear about that and tapping into my feelings, and we're going to go into detail about that, around the $1,000, then it's going to spur actions that will help bring about the $1,000 from who knows? Who knows from where? And we're going to talk about that too. So that's the idea, right? Definitely involves action. It's not, the law of attraction is not just think it and it will come. It's like think it and do it and it will come. But the law of attraction is rooted in what you focus on expands. What you focus on becomes real. And that's taking what's internal and making it external. And that's what manifestation is, which is why you're always manifesting, right? Like some people are like, oh, I'm not ever really manifesting and I don't believe in it. It's like, no, you totally are because your thoughts are creating those feelings, which are dictating your actions, your body language, what you will do, what you won't do, you know, risks you'll take, you won't take all of that to create the results in your life. And that really is what you're manifesting, right? So you're taking what's internal and you're making it external, even if what you're making external isn't what you want. So just know that, right? It's very practical, but we're going to break it down into pieces for you today. So the first thing is to get really clear about what you want. And I mean clear. So sometimes we're like, I want more money or I want more clients. But as you'll see, we're going to go through a multi-step process that is going to help you become really clear about what you want and what it's going to do for you. So I said that I would share my step-by-step process from manifesting $1,000. So on that day in question, I knew that I wanted $1,000 and I wanted $1,000 cash. And I remember why, because my husband that day had an unanticipated bill for his car. I think it was his brakes or alternator. It was something like that. And we weren't anticipating it. Now, we had money in the bank for it, But I was like, you know what? No, like I just want to manifest an extra $1,000 to cover this. And so that's what I knew I wanted. So get clear about what it is that you want. What do you want? Is it five clients? Is it a set amount of money? Is it a specific item? What is the brand? What is the size? Like get really clear about the details of what it is that you want. And then the next step is to set the intention behind getting it. So like the thing that you want, that's the goal. That's the end result. But you have to set an intention around what it's going to be like, right, to get that result. And so my intention, the day that I set this for $1,000, was that I make $1,000 with ease, with no harm to anyone, and for the greater good of everyone. So that was what I wrote down, right? I wanted it to come at nobody else's expense, and I wanted it to benefit kind of everyone collectively in how the $1,000 came to me. So that was my intention. I make $1,000 with ease and with no harm to anyone and for the greater good of everyone. Now, I've shared this with clients before who say, hey, I want to make $5,000 a month or I want to make whatever. And I say, well, what's your intention behind it? Which is like, How is it happening? It's like I make $5,000 a month and I do it while what? I do it while prioritizing my health. I do it while cultivating relationships. I do it while having fun. Like I do it while, so kind of think of it from that. The thing that you want, how do you get it? You get this thing and you do it while what? It could be working fewer hours or working the same hours or having a good time or (laughs) I don't know what it is, 
you know what it is. So you need to get that down. What is your intention behind it? And you guys have heard me share this quote before. The process of getting there is the experience being there. So in the example of my clients who are like, I want to make $5,000 a month, right? The way that they go about making $5,000 a month is how they're going to feel and what their reality is going to be once they're there. So if they're thinking, oh, once I make $5,000 a month, then <laughs> then I'll be able to have fun and then I'll be able to work less and then I'll be able to spend more time with my family or my friends. It's like, nope, the only way that that's going to be true is by making that part of your process. So in order to make $5,000, you have to be prioritizing time with your family, you know, not like working as much as you are. You have to build that into the process. And so that's what this let me do. So when I knew that I made it with ease, I had to define what ease was to me. When I knew that I made it for the benefit of all, I had to really get clear about what that looked like. And with no harm to anyone, I put that out into the universe that I did not want this to come at the expense of any other person. So take a minute, pause me if you have to, and write down your intention behind getting your goal. Step three in the process was to make a decision. And I needed to decide that it was completely and totally inevitable that I made $1,000, while also kind of not attaching to how it came to me. And so many of you know that my favorite phrase is the following, and I plug in many different things. I used this phrase when I was becoming fully booked with a waiting list. So at that point in time, it was, it's completely and totally inevitable that I get fully booked with a waiting list in my business. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know who is coming to me for that, but I am certain that it's going to happen. And in fact, it's on its way to me right now. That allowed me to really step into the belief that it's currently happening. It's not something that like I have to gear up for and that I have to like do all the work. It's already in motion. It's not 100% my responsibility to make this happen. There are already things swirling around me I have to do some of the work to bring those things together, but it's already out there and it's already happening. And so for the $1,000, it was the same way. It was, it's completely and totally inevitable that I make $1,000. I don't know when, (laughs) I don't know how, but I am certain that that $1,000 is coming. And then, right, the kicker (laughs) is that you have to back the decision with an action. Because if you had a real belief that it was going to happen and you were anticipating it because you were 100% certain that it would happen, you would prepare for it. I've used the example before of like getting a new puppy. And right now, a lot of people are adopting all kinds of pets, but let's focus on a puppy. So if you knew without a doubt that you were getting a puppy, like it was already a done deal, the puppy was coming next week, and you were so excited for it, right? You knew you were getting that puppy, you were going to pick it up, and you were super excited about it, you would prepare for the puppy, right? You would get a dog bed, you would get dog bowls, you would have a leash, you would have everything that you needed to welcome this dog into your house because you knew it's coming, right? Well, you have to do that with whatever it was that you wrote down that you're wanting to manifest. It's the same thing. If you 100% knew for certain that that was going to be there and you were excited for it coming to you, then you would take action to prepare for it, whatever that looked like, right? That's backing the decision 
with action is the preparation. And so for me, I just went and recorded it in my financial registry as if the money was already here. I was like, okay, well, I just added $1,000 to my bank account and I did it in my little financial spreadsheet so that I could look at it and I could see it. Your action may be to create physical space for it, or it may be to make an announcement that something is happening, or it could be to make a reservation. But whatever it is, back that decision with action to show the world, right? To show God, the universe, higher power, whatever it is for you, that you know, you know without a doubt, this is on its way and you are ready for it. A good example of this is one of my clients who was like, look, I know that I want clients to come my way. I know that I want more clients, but oh my goodness, my schedule doesn't even have space for clients, for these extra clients right now. So she went ahead and she created the space in her schedule as if the clients were already signed. She also made folders for them as if the clients were already here, putting new client one, new client two, new client three, setting up space for them in her coaching portal for these clients to come. So Take some action to prepare for the thing that you want to have coming your way. All right, now the next step is to notice if you're feeling any resistance at this point. So I actually did. I felt a little bit of resistance, I noticed. Like I wrote it down and I was like, okay, it's completely and totally inevitable. And I put it down on the spreadsheet And then I just kind of sat there. Like, I didn't really just hop into any further actions. I noticed that my excitement didn't feel the way that it normally does when I'm 100% certain that something's going to happen. And so I had to really sit with that. I had to tap into that. I had to understand what was going on. Because you see, for you to be able to manifest anything, clients, a purse, like whatever it is that you want to manifest, your money mindset really has to be on point. Because at the end of the day, that's what's happening in your business, right? We know that the purpose of a business is to create a profit, meaning you have to make money. And what we're talking about here is kind of what you want to manifest in your life as a result of your business, right? What you want to kind of see show up in your business or in your life as a result of running your business. And so your money mindset really needs to be on point with that. And I knew that the resistance was, there was something there. And what it ended up being, when I really journaled about it, was that growing up, I grew up, I've shared this before, being raised by a single parent. She worked, my mom worked very hard. My mom, my mama, if I, she heard me call her mom, my mama worked very hard and she gave us everything that we wanted, but like money was not easy for her. And so I remember watching her pay bills, but it's the unanticipated, unexpected bills that I remember being the source of stress and being the source of fear. And so I watched that. And so those emotions are kind of embedded in me. And that's what was coming up. It was like it automatically triggered a feeling of scarcity, knowing that my husband had this unanticipated car bill come up, even though we had the money for it in the bank without me manifesting an additional $1,000. Yet my default reaction was, uh oh, there's not enough for this. This is going to be bad. This is $1,000 that we weren't anticipating spending. And now, right, and I didn't even notice that that was going on until I sat down and I really journaled it. And if I hadn't taken time to get clear about that and just kind of went, oh, I don't know, of course I believe I'll make $1,000, right, then I would have blocked the result coming to me. So again, it was like if I knew, if I knew 100% 
I would be acting and feeling a certain way. I would be feeling abundant. I would be feeling like there's plenty of money for everything that I want. And so I had to tap back into feeling abundance because I knew that what I was rooted in at that moment, the resistance was coming from a place of scarcity and lack from that feeling of there's not enough because it was just an automatic default trigger from childhood, right? From like watching and that was my experience growing up. So then I tapped back into abundance right then by being grateful for everything that I had. Like I started journaling, I'm so grateful I have this, I'm so grateful I have that. Really tapping into the idea that I had enough right now, no matter what I had, that it was enough, that I was grateful I was already in abundance. I didn't need to do anything to become abundant. I already was. If this is something that you struggle with, let me know. Contact me. I'm going to put my info, as I always do, in the show notes. But it's actually easier than you think. And I've had clients say, Rita, uh uh-uh. Like, I grew up in a completely money-scarce childhood. We didn't have enough money for X, Y, and Z. But every time I do a certain exercise with them, they're always able to go, wow, I didn't even realize how much abundance there really was in my life. And here's where the law of attraction clicks in, right? Which is like what you're focusing on expands. Where your focus is, is what you get more of. And so if I was looking at scarcity and lack, guess what I'm going to have more of? Scarcity and lack. If I'm looking at debt, guess what I'm going to have more of? Debt. If I'm looking at weight, right, like pounds, guess what I'm going to have more of? Weight, which is why when you're setting a goal, right, you're supposed to focus on what you want and not what you don't want. So like, I don't want debt, so I don't need to focus on that. So instead of I get out of debt, it needs to be I create wealth. Um, If I don't want weight, then my focus shouldn't be on losing weight. It needs to be on creating a healthy lifestyle or becoming healthy, right? Focusing on what you want, not what you don't want. And so if me, right, was feeling scarce and not abundant, I would just create more scarcity. So I couldn't say, oh, these are the things I'm going to do to be abundant. Or once I have the thousand dollars, then I will be abundant because law of attraction is like attracts like. And scarcity doesn't attract abundance. So it wouldn't work for me to go, well, I'm feeling scarce now, but once I have this, then I'll be abundant. It's like, no, then I'm not going to attract the thing to make me abundant. So instead, I had to be abundant right then. And that meant really tapping into gratitude and noticing everything that I had around me and feeling like this is enough. Like I am so grateful and this is enough. And you are really able to do that at absolutely any stage, I promise. So again, if this is something that you struggle with, let me know and I will help you out with that. And then the next step from that, once I worked through that resistance, once I tapped back into that mindset of abundance, and then I could really tap back into the belief that money can come to me easily and effortlessly, that it's all around me, that I'm doing my part and the world is doing its part and it's all there, then I was able to go to the next step, which is having it, really feeling like you have it right now, that it is on its way to you, that it is there. You just have to reach out your hand and you have to grab it. So what I did for that step was to physically write out on my whiteboard, 
if you don't have a magic whiteboard, guys, I think every person in the mastermind group that I am a member of, we all have what we call our magic whiteboard. So you need a magic whiteboard. But I wrote down on my magic whiteboard, right? I have $1,000 and it came to me easily and I am so grateful. And I read that, like I put it on a couple of post-it notes. Um, I created space for like cash in my purse as if that money was there, right? It was just like, and I said it all day long. I was like, oh yeah, I have $1,000. I have $1,000. I have $1,000 that I generated easily. And I said that to my husband all day. I said it to the air all day. I even was telling clients that I was doing Doing it. I was telling my mastermind sisters that I was doing it. I was telling my coach that I was doing it. I said it as if I already had it. And that allowed me then to go, how do I feel? Meaning, how will you feel when you have the thing that you're trying to manifest? But it's easier to tap into that feeling when you're acting like you already have it. So it's like, I have $1,000 and I feel dot, dot, dot. And so for you, the thing that you wrote down that you want to manifest, it's like, I have it. And imagine that you have it in your hand right now, that it is a reality, that it has happened and it is there and it's it's just happening, whatever that thing is for you. How will you feel? And it's really important to tap into your feelings because that's what we're ultimately after when we set goals The thing that we're setting goals for is just to bring us to the feeling that's generated by those goals. I think it's Danielle Laporte who actually has a quote about this. And now, of course, I completely forgot the quote. But that is what the real goal at the end of the day is the feeling that comes. So it's not the $1,000 in this situation. In this situation, it was how will I feel having that $1,000? How do I feel having that $1,000? And so I said it, I have $1,000 and I feel, and the word that came out was relaxed. I feel relaxed and peaceful. Two words came out, relaxed and peaceful. And so I was like, okay, that's the real goal is to feel relaxed and peaceful. Well, for me to attract anything that will bring about more relaxation and more peacefulness in my world, I have to first now feel (laughs) relaxed and peaceful. So then the next step, we're on step seven, if you're counting, the next step was to write out all the ways that I could feel relaxed and peaceful right now. Because you need to step into that immediately, not wait for it. Because again, the law of attraction, (laughs) what you are now is what you attract more of. And so I wrote down, I just kind of like set a timer and I brainstormed all of these ways that I could feel relaxed and it included taking a nap and not taking a ton of notes on client calls because I record my client sessions and, you know, putting my phone away and turning it into airplane mode, delegating more tasks so I was doing less that day, not returning emails the minute that they came in, but honoring the time boundaries that I had set around checking emails and responding to them. Those were just some of the things that I wrote down that day. And then I had to do them. I had to immediately do them. And by doing them, well, I mean, I didn't just take a nap right then. I had a time carved out that day, but I did them that day. And by tapping into that, I felt relaxed. I felt peaceful, which put me in a position to attract more of whatever would make me feel relaxed and peaceful. Because part of manifestation 
right, is to be unattached at the end of the day from what actually comes your way from it. So while I wanted $1,000 and I wanted $1,000 relatively quickly, I didn't need $1,000 that day, but I knew we were going to have to go pick up my husband's car at some point, right? So it was more like, okay, I had a date that I kind of liked the thousand by and I knew I it was a thousand dollars cash, but also because I knew the real thing that I was after was peacefulness and relaxation, then whatever came my way that created that, I knew was going to be the right thing. And so then I was able to go to the next step, step eight. Once you know how you want to feel, then you create a little vision board around it. For me, I created a mini digital vision board because I was trying to manifest that quickly. But if this was something that I was trying to manifest over time, I would have created the good old poster board, uh, scissors and magazines and cutting out and creating a beautiful vision board to look at. But here's where people often get vision boarding wrong. They start cutting out pictures of things that represent what they want. So in this case, because I was trying to manifest $1,000, I would have cut out pictures of cash or dollar signs or money piles or whatever, maybe a new set of brakes or an alternator or whatever it was that my husband's car needed at that time. I would have cut all of that out and put it on the vision board. But that's not how you really create a vision board. You create a vision board by putting images on the board that represent the feeling that you're trying to have, because again, that's the goal. And so in this case, I found images that represented peacefulness and relaxation. And I put those on my little digital vision board so that when I looked at it and then I printed it out and I put it up on my magic whiteboard, right? And when I looked at that, it then triggered that feeling in me of feeling relaxed and feeling peaceful, which then made me want to do the things that I needed to do in order to bring about everything that was going to make me feel that way. So then that's what you're going to do, right? After you identify the feeling that having this thing is going to create for you, then create a vision board, however you're going to do it, around images that trigger that feeling so that when you look at it, you feel the way you want to feel and you're going to be more motivated and inspired to take action to actually create the result that you're wanting because you know it's going to create that feeling. And then step nine is to create excitement for it. You need to be really excited. Remember, it's the knowing that it's going to come. And then it's the anticipation, the excited anticipation of it, meaning it leads you to prepare. So you need to make sure that you're, you know, we talked about taking the action, but make sure that you're ready to receive it. Make sure that you're excited about receiving it. However that looks and feels for you, make sure that you're doing those things. And after you do it, right, part of what can help you do that, like be ready for it and prepare for it, is to then say, what would I do with the thing? So if you're like, So for me, the $1,000, right? I'm trying to stick to the $1,000 scenario. It's like, well, what am I going to do with the $1,000, right? Because then I'm able to kind of really create excitement for the bigger vision for the $1,000. And so I knew I was going to pay for Chuck's car repair with $1,000. So what I did is I wrote out a check in anticipation to the car repair place. Now, maybe you're trying to manifest a dress or a pair of shoes or something like that, right? Like a physical, tangible item. 
But then it's like not just creating the space in your house for it, which may have been the first action that you took to prepare, but like where are you going to go with that kick-ass purse, right? Or those great shoes or that beautiful dress. Like, where are you going to go? Where are you going to wear it? Maybe you're going to make a reservation for it. Maybe you're going to tell people that you're going to go there. Um, Maybe you, I don't know, if it's a purse, you pick out all the accessories that match. If it's a dress, you pick out the shoes, right? Like, do you see what I'm saying, right? It's just like, what are you actually going to do with the tangible thing or with the money? So let's stick to the $1,000. What are you going to do with it if that's what you're trying to manifest, right? So I wrote out a check in anticipation for paying for Chuck's car repair. But then as I sat there and I looked at it, I was like, oh, well, that means that the thousand that I would have had to pull out of our own existing money in the bank doesn't need to be used for Chuck's car. But what am I going to do with that money? Because again, here's like a, a whole separate podcast for another day is that your money, every dollar really needs to have a purpose. For more money to flow in, it has to be purposeful and you have to know what you're going to do with every dollar. And so I reconnected with like, oh, the thousand that's now not going to go to Chuck's car repair, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to spend that $1,000? And then I went ahead and I took action in preparation for that and to get excited for that. So some of that was going to pay off a couple of bills, like add some extra money to some credit card bills. So I went ahead and I wrote those checks out. And then I knew we were going to go to dinner. And so I made like a special surprise reservation at one of Chuck's favorite restaurants for that dinner. And here's like a little, it's like if you're having trouble with that, so some people are like, well, what would I do? with it. What will be different in your life as a result of having that thing? So again, a dress, heels, purse, where are you going to take that? Right? Why do you want that? Right? Like a, a computer, what are you going to do differently when you have this new computer? Why do you want that new computer? Are you going to work smarter? Are you going to like create graphics and you never created it before? I'm picking analogies of things that are just terrible, but you know what I mean. So that's what you need to do for this step. And then after you've done all that, you can move on to step 11, which is visualize the whole thing, right? Visualize getting it, receiving it, the feeling, the ripple effect, welcoming it, expressing gratitude for it, reactions for for the whole thing. Like in my case, with $1,000, I visualized the $1,000 coming into my bank account. I visualized checking the bank account and seeing the money there. I visualized welcoming it in, expressing gratitude for it. I visualized Chuck's reaction when I told him, hey, I manifested $1,000 to pay for your car repair. And then I visualized out the ripple effect, like a happy husband and a happier, more connected marriage, and then us going to dinner and us having the date night. And right, so I pictured all of that, like having more freed up mental energy and what I would do with that freed up mental energy. So the visualization goes far beyond just getting the thing. It's like visualizing what you're doing to get the thing, visualize getting the thing, and visualizing what you're going to do with the thing, and visualizing all of the ripple effects that occur from having that thing. It's really like how are, including the how. So when I say how are you going to get it, in my visualization, it was just, it came easily. I wasn't working any extra hours. In fact, it was spontaneous. It came spontaneously. And I kind of just checked my account and I was like, oh, there's some money. And it felt really exciting. So 
In this visualization, when you're visualizing getting it, right, really also in the process of getting it, visualize how much time you're spending on it, the energy that you're exerting towards it, right? The, the commitment that you're making to it that all needs to be built in. And then the next step is kind of to be open though to all the ways that it could come. So in my visualization, I had a way that it was coming. It was coming from one client. My visualization was someone called me and said, I'd like to start working with you. And my fee at that time was $6,000 for six months of private coaching. And so that would have been $1,000, right, for the first month. And so I just visualized a client signing up. But that's not, as you're going to hear, the exact way that it came about. And that was totally fine. But in my visualization, it it was the same idea. It was like, oh, it was easy all of a sudden, right? Like I put up a post and then someone said, can I have a call with you? And the call was great. And then I signed the client and it was unexpected and it was fun and it felt good, right? So, but you'll hear that's not, I mean, it came with all of those things, just not from one person. I'm going to share how, but that's also what I mean by being detached, right? It's like, I have an idea. I have a plan for it, but like, I'm also open to any way that it can come to me, which then brings us to like the next to last step, which is to actually set the plan. So after I visualized it, then I got writing the plan, but because I wanted to be open to any way that it could come, what I did, even though I had an idea of like, it's going to come from a client and a client's going to hire me from coaching and this is how it's going to happen. But I also didn't want to have blinders on to any other way that it could come. This is one of my favorite things to do. So I set a timer for five minutes and I wrote at the top of a piece of paper, $1,000. And then I brainstormed every single way for five minutes that $1,000 could come to me. Absolutely any way at all that $1,000 could come to me. So it was a client hiring me. It was selling a few things in my house. It was going to my mailbox and finding a rebate check. It was collecting an outstanding obligation that was owed to me. It was, right, so I just really had fun brainstorming. And remember that with brainstorming, you don't filter it. Okay, you're going to be tempted to be like, oh, tap dance on the side of the road. <laughs> it's like, no, I won't actually tap dance. So I'm not going to write that down. It's like, no, you write down absolutely anything that comes to mind. You don't have to do it, right? It could be call grandma and ask grandma for $1,000, right? It doesn't mean I'm going to call my grandmother and ask her for $1,000. And so it's just to have fun letting your brain be creative and open up to all the different ways that this thing could come to you. So that's what I did. And after I was done, one thing kept popping out to me. And I had written down that I could offer a 90-minute intensive. Now, I had never offered <laughs> a 90-minute intensive. That was not a way that you could work with me back then. The only way that you could work with me was through private coaching or course that I ran a couple of times a year. And that was the only way that you could work with me. And I don't know why I had never offered a 90-minute intensive before, but I just hadn't. And it kept popping out and I felt really called. I was like, this feels like a really great idea. I keep reading it. I keep wanting to do it. It feels fun. It feels like a way that I'll be able to provide coaching to people who, for whatever reason, aren't ready, don't want to. It's not the right time to go into six months private coaching with me. It just felt good and it felt fun and exciting. And I was like, that's it. That's what keeps. So I circled it. I remember circling it a couple of times and I was like, well, this is what I'm going to do. And so then I set the plan for that, 
right? I set the plan for how this was going to happen. So I wrote down like, oh, these are the posts that I'm going to write to talk about it and and remembering my intention behind it, which is it's going to be easy, right? And so I remember putting up a post that was just like, hey, (laughs) I've never offered this before. And I was thinking about doing it. And so I'm curious if you had a 90-minute intensive with me, what would you want to talk about? And I'll pick one winner from the answers below and I'll award a free 90-minute intensive to you. And so I got a lot of responses about what people would do with their 90 minutes. And I picked a winner and that felt really good. And then I said, you know what, guys, like there were so many of you with things that I could absolutely help you with with that 90-minute intensive. And I'm opening up five spots. I remember I only had time in my calendar because, again, this was not something that I had anticipated doing. And so I opened up five spots in my calendar for the 90-minute intensives. And I said, so I'm opening up spots for five intensives. I've never done these 90-minute intensives before. I think if I was to go ahead and do these on an ongoing basis, they would be 497. But because I've never done them, the five people who sign up for these spots, it'll only be 297. And then I can see if I like them and if I like doing them and if I feel like they're helpful and I can get your feedback and you can kind of be my guinea pig. And that's my way of saying thank you. And those were the only posts that I put up. I did not create like a sales page for it. Instead, I went into my Square account and I just, it like Square, if you've never used it, has like, I don't know, like it could be a really nice online store if I had a lot of products. I don't know how to use it like that. I just know how to set up one or two things that people can click on and buy and then find the link. And that's what I did. I just went and I set it up real quick and I had a link. So I put in there, if you want one of these intensives, click here, sign up. And then I just went about my day, right? Like I went about the rest of my day. And well, we'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) So now here's the last, the last thing, right? The last thing is then pre-celebrate the result. Celebrate it as if it's already happened, as if it's already here. So the way that that can look is, again, making reservations for things, uh, like if the spa is going to be your celebration or getting something, reaching a goal, manifesting something, right? Pre-celebrate it by booking your spa day. Well, for me, I knew, remember, that I was going to pay for Chuck's car, but that we were also then going to go out to dinner as part of like, oh, we didn't have to use our own money that we had here. Even though, yes, I know the money I brought in is our own money, but you know what I mean, for this dinner. And so I picked out a dress. I kissed Chuck and said, hey, we're going to do this. I had already made the reservation in anticipation of it. I told people about it. Uh, So I just pre-celebrated it, right? I had everything all geared up for the celebration of what we were going to do when we manifested this $1,000. And I told Chuck, hey, go ahead and call, like schedule your pickup, you know, in a day or two. Um, I think it was the next day. I said, just schedule it for the next day. We'll pick up the car. I scheduled the dinner for the next day. And I kissed him and said, oh, I'm so glad that I was able to to do this for you, even though I had not manifested any of the money yet. But then I got like a ding. We all know the ding ding sounds, right? On our phone. And I checked and I had somebody sign up for the first intensive spot. So I went online and I said, one spot's gone. I've got four spots left. I'm so excited. And then within a matter of two hours, I had the remaining four spots sold. And that was five, meaning I over manifested, which is fine, right? I brought in $1,500 instead of $1,000. And I definitely expressed gratitude 
for that. And not only that, right, but I manifested, not just that I manifested better by bringing in 500 more than 1,000, but then I decided because the 90-minute intensives ended up being so wonderful to keep that as like an ongoing offering for my audience. And so that created a new ongoing revenue stream for me that I had not had before. So I manifested what I wanted and better. And for many of you, you know that my motto is I always get what I want or better. (laughs) Like I get what I want or if I don't get what I want, what I get is always better. And in this case, right, I wanted $1,000, but I got $1,500 plus a new recurring ongoing revenue stream. And this same steps, right, if you count them out, it's actually 14 steps. But these same steps are what I did when I decided that I wanted to be fully booked with a waiting list. These are the same things that I did, the same questions I worked through and and exercises and activities that I did when I decided that I wanted to generate $20,000 a month consistently. And these are the same steps that you can work through to manifest any result that you want. But I would say now, if you listened to Corey, and again, if you haven't gone over and listened to that episode yet, absolutely take some time to do it now because this one's about to end and you're going to be really glad that you did. But that episode, um, Corey at the end says to start small. And she gives a lot of reasons about why. Because again, that belief is important. The mindset is important. Now, small is relative. I don't know what small is for you. But that's why I kind of picked, like I said, the $1,000. But for you, pick something that feels not like, oh, of course, like so easy that I could just go get that tomorrow. Make it a little bit of a stretch. But start a little small. And As you start, really focus on that resistance so that you can tap into any mindset block that you may have around receiving it. That's like one of the most crucial points. All right. And I just want to like insert a side note around this whole feeling resistance thing. So for example, let's say that you have, you currently believe it's hard to make money. It's hard to make money right now, or people aren't going to pay me for, or if I offer this thing, no one's going to buy it, or making money is hard, it requires a lot of work, many hours, right? Whatever that belief is, is what creates your result. So if you're feeling like you're in a situation that you don't want to be in, if you're feeling like you're in you're in a situation where you never have enough money, where it's hard to pay the bills, where you struggle to sign clients, if you feel like you're in a situation where no matter what you do, you're not booking sales calls or you're not converting sales calls or whatever that is, right? That kind of, we'll call it negative situation. It, wherever you are, I want you to ask yourself, what kind of beliefs would someone have to have to be in that situation, right? So if you're in that situation where it's a struggle to get clients, if you're in that situation where nobody's signing up, if you're in that situation where it feels like you never have enough money, right? Maybe your beliefs are that money's a struggle. Maybe your beliefs are money doesn't stick around for you. Maybe your belief is it's hard to make money. Maybe your belief is nobody's actually going to pay me money. (laughs) Maybe it's hard to sign clients. Um, It's hard to get people. I'm in the wrong audience. I'm in front of the wrong audience. What beliefs would you have to have for that situation to be true? Then think about the situation you want to be in (laughs) and what beliefs would you have to have? for that to be true. And so again, like in the situation with my $1,000, when it triggered that resistance, it was like, oh, it's bringing up some scarcity. So for me to be here, I have to believe that like, 
unanticipated expenses drain money and create a ripple effect where you're not going to have enough and that scarcity is the, and that there's not enough for everyone and that a dollar out, right, just creates like another dollar out and another dollar. Like I don't remember my exact beliefs, but I wrote them all out. But then it's like, well, where do I want to be? No, I want to be that I just like manifest $1,000 easily. Well, for someone to be in a situation where $1,000 manifests easily, what would my beliefs have to be? Money's all around me. I'm a money magnet. I'm perfectly capable of making $1,000. I can totally offer value. People want what I have to offer. People are excited to work with me. I solve people's problems, right? By tapping into that, I was able to then align my actions with those thoughts. So that was my side note, long side note, I know. But if you're feeling that resistance, then go ahead and say, well, what situation am I in right now that is causing me to fight this new situation? And what beliefs do I have to have to be in this situation I'm in? But then for this new thing I want, right, if you want like a really great bag or you're trying to manifest, I don't know, a house or a trip around the world, whatever. Again, small is relative, right? So whatever your small is, whatever you're trying to manifest, say like, what would someone have to have believed in order to be in that situation and have that thing? And those become your new beliefs. And then right after you do you do that, then you're able to really get into that knowing and that anticipation. And remember, knowing anticipation means you're preparing for it, which brings you to action and your plan. So hopefully, everyone, these steps have really helped you. And I would love to know what you manifested as a result of this. I'd love to know what happened, what came up for you. So if you want, email me at feedback at readamamedoit.com. If you want to record a little audio, I would love to share that on my next episode. So, you know, keep it short, like a minute or two at the most. Um, Say your name, your business name, say what you set as your manifestation goal. And then like, as you are working through these steps, what new came? Maybe it was the thing you were trying to manifest. Maybe it was something else. Maybe it was a shift in your mindset that you were unanticipating, but I really want to know what it was. So you can email me, you can um, give me a recording, (laughs) you can put it in my Facebook group. I just would really love to know what you manifested. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful week. I hope, no, I know that you're going to manifest exactly what you want right now. And I can't wait to talk to you next week on another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, Every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.